Konnichiwa, Nihon Cricket Pod Doyokoso. Welcome to 2023. It's a new year. It's a new season. It's a new episode of the podcast. Um, I am Alan Kerr, the head of cricket operations at the Japan Cricket Association. I'm your podcast host, and I'm joined today by one of my regulars, community cricket manager, Japan men's national team coach, Mr. Dougal Benningfield. Dougal, welcome. Thanks, Alan. Always a pleasure to be here on your wonderful podcast. How's the off-season treated you, mate? What have you been up to? Oh, it's, it's a long off-season. Isn't it? Long, cold, miserable. Snowy. Snowy, windy. Very windy. Yeah. Lost a few trees. Not a fan of the winter in Japan. Much prefer the summer. Prefer the heat. Yeah. Swimming in the oh, river. Absolutely. No dips in the river at this temperature, is there? No. Not much water in there at the moment. That's true. That'll change once the torrential rain hits Japan. But I know that you are a fan of the sacrilegious season. You've been Hanamei, hello, been Hanamei, Hanami, Hanamiing, Hanamiing. You struggled to spit out a verb there. I really did. Hanamiing in Tokyo, in Sano. Yeah. General surrounds. You've been down to um, Osaka in the off season as well. Yeah, we had a good trip to Osaka, ran some uh, JPL trials. The Kansai Chargers are looking strong this year for the JPL. Very exciting. The only team that actually managed to get their trials off the ground as weather has been interrupting the best laid plans of the JCA as per usual. The under-19, under-15 squad trials were postponed and the regional trials, the first of their kind, were cancelled following heavy rain last week. We did get the women's trials off the ground. Um, but as we look ahead to the new season duel, it starts this weekend which presumably means your customary century is on the cards. Oh yeah, yeah round one century, absolutely. <laughs> Lock that one in. <laughs> well, there's a lot happening this year, isn't there? There's uh, some new competitions to talk about, and there's uh, plenty of the old competitions as well. Why don't we start with the JCL Division 1? That tends to be the program that starts the season, and it's the one that... Uh, Last the longest, it's the bread and butter of the cricket season in Japan, if you like. Why don't you tell me, first of all, how many teams are in Division 1? Any changes? Anyone promoted? Anyone relegated from last year? Uh, the 12 teams, and they are the same 12 teams as we had last year. So there was no promotion or relegation. Same 12 teams will battle it out again across, it's about seven months. Mm. It's the one everyone wants to win. And uh, last year, the Tigers... Uh, won it for the uh, second time. Yeah, yeah, Tigers got home taking out the Tokyo Rangers, one of the surprise packages last year. Went the whole season unbeaten until the final, which uh, just goes to show you got to peak at the right moments, doesn't it? So we'll have a quick look at the uh, the JCL Division One in a moment. But any new teams in the league this year? Is it still the thirty-one teams as it was last year? So twelve in Division One. 10 in Division 2 and 9 in Division 3, I think. Yeah, we're unchanged from last year. So okay. some consistency there. A year of consolidation. There are a few applications to get in, just to let everyone know there is an application process. We usually have teams knocking on the door trying to get in, but it's quite a, a strict criteria to get into the JCL, isn't it? Very, yeah, very. But if, if clubs are doing particularly well with development uh, work for Japan Cricket, investing in women's cricket, junior cricket, then, uh, yeah, we'd certainly welcome them in. Yeah, good. So 31 teams, 12 in Division 1. Last year we had, correct me if I get this wrong, we had uh, the Tigers, the Rangers, the Falcons and the men in blue made the top four. Yep. 
Yep. That's and the correct. rising stars finished at the bottom. So yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot. How do you want to do this? Should we go through all 12 teams and have a little assessment of how you think they're going to go? Or do you just want to pick straight off the bat? You're finishing 12. Are we putting you on the spot <laughs> as I like to do? I'll, I'll let you, you're the host. So, uh, if you want to go through each team. Yeah. Why don't we go through each team and we'll start, but we're looking at the league table from last year and we'll go from bottom to top. How about that? That seems like a, a good way to go. So we can start with the rising stars. Um, actually, before we do that, before we do that, I wanted to ask you if there'd been any significant player movements, because I believe there are a few players moving between clubs this year, which may well impact our uh, predictions. Yeah, absolutely. There's some, uh, there's some big ones. Not as many as in previous years, which is good. Mm. We do like club loyalty, try to limit the number of transfers if possible. One of the big ones, uh, Makoto Taniyama, the Japanese Shane Warne moving from Sano back to his old club, Max. Just a one season wonder. Yeah. Uh, Masak Kawashima, very talented Wyverns batsman. Wyverns no more, moving to the Tokyo Wombats. Yeah, so an interesting. Interesting bit of recruiting from the Wombats, strengthen their top order. Yeah. There is talk of Kitesh Akabari moving from the Men in Blue to the Falcons, controversially. Mm. Interesting. Yes, I thought that was an interesting one. And even more interesting, Gurban Singh, who's led the uh, Alpha Quashers attack for a number of years, moving to the Tigers, mm. as if they need any more good players over there. Yeah, that is a significant move. Um, one I'm interested in, Zubair Khan, the uh, tearaway fast bowler moving from the Tokyo Rangers to Sun. Could be a good fit there. Mm. Uh, been a pace into the attack at Sun, eh? Those are the big ones that I've spotted. Um, the one that has been talked about, which I'm not sure if it's 100% confirmed yet, so we're probably breaking news here, is a certain Vinay Aya. Oh, yep, yep. Who is dropping out of Division One to go and get the team that he founded promoted. Vinay will move from Max to the Kawasaki Riders, is that right? Yeah, I believe so. Take yeah. over the captaincy, get his club in order and hope that yeah. they have three teams in the uh, JCL next year, which would be guarantee him promotion. That'll be hard to beat in Division 2. Yeah, I think they will be. Definitely. So yeah, some interesting moves. That, uh, you've named all the ones that had stood out to me as well. So then let's start, start at the bottom and work our way up. The Rising Stars. Now, no wins last year, having had a relatively decent campaign the year before. They've survived. They've not uh, gone down. I think they finished probably with Division 2 as well. So it was a difficult year for them in 2022. You see that changing this time around? Um, no. Unless they can uncover a couple of classy batsmen. They really did. They have struggled for runs the last couple of years. And uh, just finding that player that can open the batting and uh, have a 200, 250 run season. But they currently have that. So I've got them pitching last again. Yeah, they're pretty reliant on Ubaidus, aren't they? He uh, tends to score a lot of quick half centuries, but uh, doesn't usually get the big scores. So I think he's the one who needs to stop really punishing teams when he gets in rather than uh, the little cameos that we see a lot of. Okay. Definitely. So another season of struggle ahead for the Rising Stars, you think? Max Cricket Club, they finished 
a quite shocking 11th last year after years of dominance. I'm not sure they'd ever missed the playoffs as far as, as long as I've been following the JCL. So tough year for them, just the one win. Where do you see them going this year? Yeah, they, I was on the, the other end of that win. Dude. <laughs> I thought they were all right. <laughs> um, they'll do better. Last year, definitely. They, they can't be that bad again mm. this year. And they, they really did finish poorly last year as well. And I think they've perhaps addressed some of the issues in the off season. Um, they've lost in AI, which doesn't help, but yeah. uh, gaining, uh, Tony Elmer, I think is a, is a huge win for them. Um, he's going to team up with another young league spin, that muscle tall Morita. Bit of a mix of youth and a lot of experience there. I, I expect them to do better, but I've got them around mid table, mm. around seven. Yeah, they, they struggled with their, uh, with their bowling attack, didn't they? And I think that, um, Tanyam coming back will, will help that, but there's still a bit of work to be done. They need a um, big Dinesh Sandaruan coming in and bowling fast. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. The Tokyo Wombats, we talk about them quite a lot in the fact that they are blessed with two of the finest opening batters in the land. Is that going to be enough to get them off 10th last, whereas where they finished last year, they had the three wins, but uh, they do tend to rely on Richard Bracefield and Alex Shulai Patmore for their runs. Yeah, I think they'll do better this year. I, I think there's a lot to like. Uh, they they are recruiting, I know. Um, if they can strengthen that bowling attack, I, I can see them moving up the table as well. I've got them around eighth, but potentially higher than that, knocking on the door of the top four. Knocking on the door of the top four, interesting. Good looking to Kawashima. There's a few ifs there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't, isn't there always? Around their bowling. Definitely. Now the Chiba Sharks, your own team, I presume you'll be wearing the armband again this year. Yep. Yeah. As always. So you've had a few players shift overseas for the off season. Marcus Thurgate, Ibi Takahashi have spent their time in Brisbane. Have they enjoyed it so much that they're coming back or have you actually just lost a couple of players then? Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Marcus is coming back for round two and, uh, Ibi will be coming back for round one, but we may lose him later in the year as well. Mm. He uh, fancies playing more cricket in Brisbane. So yeah, we, uh, we are missing a few players and we'll test our depth a little bit. I think, um, don't ask me for a uh, prediction on where we're going to finish. <laughs> I'm knowing here. But, yeah. Uh, well, we, as always, our goal is to, uh, make the final. Um, yeah. We need, we need some players to step up. That's for sure. Yeah. It was only a season and a bit ago that you were lifting the trophy yourself. So. Oh yeah. See if you can yeah. bring back the glory days. <laughs> now the Alpha Quashers of Yokohama, they finished eighth last year. We've already talked about a significant loss in Gurman Singh uh, from their bowling attack. How do you think that's going to impact them? I think it's a big loss. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just a few question marks now around that bowling attack. Um, they don't want to do more bats than last year, but you, know, you, you need to be able to keep things to under 200. So there's a couple of question marks there on the bowling. So, uh, I could be wrong. I could definitely be wrong, but I've got them sliding down 10. Yeah. Yeah. They're an interesting one. Now, Paddy Foley's surprise package last year, no one really predicted them to do very much, but they 
ended up seventh comfortably in mid table. And they also, of course, won the inaugural JCL T20. So that shows they've got guys who can hit the ball and play the shorter format. How do you see them going this time around? They were pretty reliant in that T20 competition on the old war horse, Prashan Kale. Not quite sure if he's going to be turning out again this season. He seems to be talking about hanging up the gloves every time I speak to him, but uh, I'm sure once the season comes knocking again, he may well be rethinking that. Yeah, it's hard to place them. I just wonder if they overachieved a little last year, finishing mid-table in the JCL and actually winning the JCL T20. So I've got them near the bottom or at 11, but uh, they can uh, they can surprise you sometimes, the Paddy Follies. Yes, they can. Now, the top six, top half of the table. Last year, Wyverns normally finished fifth. They normally miss out on playoffs by you know, a point or some net run rate or something like that. They missed out by a bit more than that last year. They missed out by three points last year. Yeah. Um, but always there or thereabouts. How do you think they're going to go this time around? They've lost Masaki Kawashima, as mentioned, but otherwise it'll be the, uh, the same odd names, I'm sure. Yeah, well, they, they bat well, they field well. Um, Kubot is a good bowler, uh, but he, he probably needs a bit more support with the bowling. Um, stocks finish six bucks. Yeah, go. I can't see them finishing top fourth, but certainly around mid table. Yeah, they've uh, a little and large opening bowling combination on there with Tomonoshi Noki, who has been one of the leading wicket takers two years in a row. Yeah, he's done well last year. It was 22 wickets, it's a lot. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, no, I've got them around mid table. Now, I remember sitting here last year and, and doing the same prediction and you had Sano Career Club to finish second. I think I had them about ninth or 10th and they didn't quite make finals, missed out by a controversial run out, ended up fifth. They've uh, got some pretty handy players. You've seen them in pretty close contact to their team and that they are uh, training in the Sano International Cricket Ground on a regular basis. How do you think they're going to go this time around? Certainly improved last year. Um, I might have been a year early with the prediction of them making the final. But yeah, I think they'll be very strong this year. We finish in the top three teams. Potentially even winning a semi-final. Yeah, a bit of recruitment that they've done. You mentioned Zubair Khan as well. And and Ojisei as well, a promising young Japanese player who's come over from Max will be looking to give them boost as well. So I'm looking, liking the look of the Sano team this year, led by fans vice captain, Ryo Sakurama. Yeah, definitely. And um, if they can get young uh, Ryan Drake uh, in their team for the first part of the season as well. Uh, they've got a Zimbabwean Dino. Ruhole, if he plays a bit, uh, yeah, they're likely to win a lot of games. We've got some handy players that they can call them. So the top four last year, as you mentioned, the Tokyo Falcons sneaked into the uh, the playoffs, having made the final the year before. They've consistent couple of seasons for the Falcons. More of the same this time around? Yeah, I think so. I think they're one of the teams that will be um, battling for that uh, last semifinal, but... Uh, there's a few teams in the mix there. Uh, the 
their uh, arch rivals, the men in blue, the cheapest sharks. Um, there's a, there's a few around there, maybe even Max and Wyverns, who they'll be really fighting tooth and nail for that last spot for. If they do well there, they'll make it again. Yep. Yep. Collecting the waves. There you go. Set up. Um, now my only prediction that I got right last year was for men in blue to make finals. They didn't go very well in the semi-final, but, uh, they did finish third in the table. It was the best finish for them. They got a new captain this year. Abby Frey Dewan will be leading the side. How do you see them going under his captaincy? The loss of Hitesh is a big hole to fill. One of the most economical bowlers in the JCL from what I remember. Yeah. He might've been their best bowler. Um, so a bit of a loss. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think it does to a team when they lose a semi-final that mm. badly? Mm. Do you think that hurts or it's just ancient history? Move on. Well, I think it definitely hurts. The question is whether they can use it as motivation this time around. I think those, I haven't got the fixtures in front of me, but I think those early couple of games will be pretty important. To get off with a bad start, I could see it being a, a season of struggle. But that said, I've seen quite a lot of videos on social media of their awards night, and it certainly looks like they, um, you know, Brought the fun times back to the team. So I don't think they'll, oh. be, they'll be sweating too much. They, they like a dance to the men in blue. So I think oh. uh, Raul Cool will be leading the charge on that front. And I'm sure his merry band of men will be with him. And uh, yeah, I think the morale is not too much of an issue uh, in that group. So if they get a couple of wins early on, momentum might be with them. Yeah, they could put up scores. They've got three or four um, batsmen now in that top six who, who can uh, regularly score runs. Probably just, uh, yeah, a little question mark over their bowling again, as there, there is with a, a few other clubs. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they did well enough last year, keeping teams to uh, manageable scores. So you might say that they should get that last semi-final place. You think they should? Ooh. <laughs> Heaping the pressure on. They should. Yeah. Doesn't mean they will. Last year's champions, Tigers Cricket Club, not just at the JCL, of course, it would be Remiss not to mention that they won the Japan Cup as well, a rare double, no one had done that since oh, 2013, I think. And at one point, it was looking like they were on for a, a quadruple as Division Two, Division Three teams both made finals as well. Um, just the one loss last year to the, uh, feeling they lost to the, uh, the Rangers. Actually, maybe they didn't lose to the Rangers. They might have lost to someone else. But yeah, they uh, seven wins in an 11 game season and then got home in the final. As always, likely to be relying pretty heavily on the Sabarish River Chandran from the runs. Ranjit Murli was scored 100 in the semi-final last year. He had a great year, didn't he? he? He tends to be, when they win stuff, he tends to be at the four, I've noticed, when they, they won yeah. a few years previously. He was um, a regular run scorer. So I think it's safe to say that they'll be in the top four. Mm. Do you see them retaining? It's not easy to retain the JCL. Yeah, I think they'll finish top two. And um, yeah, you'd be surprised not to see them in the final. Mm. Absolutely. They've got um, probably the best balance in terms of their playing 11 now, which they probably didn't have a couple of years ago. But yeah, they've, they've got a number of role players now. Ball. A good job for them. And last but not least, the team that finished top, an unbeaten season for the Tokyo Rangers, the newly promoted Tokyo Rangers, uh, caught all of us by surprise. They had uh, plenty of pedigree players coming in, guys who could whack the ball a long way, and 
They kept on doing that. Had that ridiculous match against the Wombats when they scored 400 and something, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they've got guys scoring runs from all over. Um, so more of the same from them, do you think? Yeah, they've got this production line of um, Sri Lankan recruits who, who just come into the team and do well. They had been off to call, make almost 400 runs for them last year. As an example of that, Marlott uh, Durangin also with the ball. Very difficult customer for a lot of JCL batsmen coming left arm around the wicket, knocking poles over. So, yeah, you thought they look good for one of those top two or three positions in the table. Can they play as well as they did last year? I don't know. Mm, I think they, they probably benefited a little from the, uh, the unknown quantity factor. Yeah. Yeah. People have, people know a bit more about them this time around. So it might just be a little bit harder, but at the same time, you know, there are plenty of talent in that side. They don't, you don't go unbeaten without being able to know how to win the game. They did tie that game against Sano Cricket Club, yeah. which, uh, they right. perhaps, they perhaps got away with one there. Um, so get gone then. Give us your, your rundown. A rundown of yep. your top first to 12th. And you, you've told me whereabouts you reckon everyone will finish. Are you going to put your head on the, put your reputation on the line, put your head on the block? Uh, yeah, uh, I already said I'm not sure about the position of my team. So. <laughs> Did you feel like you have to get, get a pass on that? Well, will you tell me the other 11 teams and then uh, we'll see where the gap is. Uh, Tigers, Rangers, Men in Blue, Falcons, Matt, Wombats, Wyoms. Alpha Quashes, Paddy Foley's Rising Stars, with Sharks somewhere else. Somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I'll, I'll give you mine. I, I've got, we're pretty similar. Sano, Tigers, Rangers, Falcons, I've got for the top four. Um, Men in Blue, the Miss Out. And then Wyverns, Sharks, Max, AQCC, although this was done before I knew about them losing that swing bowler in chief. And then Wombats, Paddies, and Rising Stars making up the list. So yeah, plenty of, um, cricket ahead and plenty of swings and twists and turns. I'm sure as the season gets underway this season, uh, this weekend. Now I asked you for some specifics, make a call on your leading run scorer for the JCL this year. Um, Who are you backing? I, I, I like, uh, Alex Patmore as the leading run scorer. He's done it a number of times before. Just one player who could put the pressure on him there is, I believe, Wataru Miyauchi from the Wyverns Club. That's very interesting. My pick for the year is indeed Wataru Miyauchi. I believe, I'm led to believe he will be back opening the batting this year. Yeah, he looks good at moment. Rather than that. Spent an awful lot of time with number five last season, which seemed a bit of a waste. I think the only reason I would go against uh, Mr. Shilai Patmore is his tendency to miss games in the middle of the season. It'd be sure. interesting if he goes back to England in the summer, which he often does. He only played six matches last season and that's where someone like Safras Petkar does so well. He played every match last year, doesn't miss a game. And when you play all 12 games, scoring 460 runs is, uh, is a bit easier than when you only play six. Um, but yes, good to see one of the Japan national men's squad members featuring prominently, two of them featuring prominently in that. Prediction and how about your leading wicket taker? That's something that, as we mentioned, the uh, 
the Wyvern Seamers seem to have had a bit of a, a hold on that <laughs> in the last couple of years, but uh, you're going to be looking there again? I, I'm predicting a spinner to take that award this year. So I think a couple of guys who probably have fallen well without taking the wickets are Felix Kumbari and Michael Taniyama. I've got one of them to be leading wicket taker this year. Mm, interesting. Well, I've gone with a spinner myself. I've gone with Sabarish Ravichandran, the very unoriginal guess. Um, Sabarish, I'm not sure, has ever been leading wicket taker in the JCL. Um, yeah. Again, <laughs> oh, I don't think he has. Well, he'll call me up if I'm wrong. Um, he will. And um, I think, uh, again, he, he played a few games less last year, missed a handful of matches. So it will be interesting to see how he goes. Now, the JCL T20 is going to be running again predominantly through the, the hot summer months of uh, July and August, was, uh, as we mentioned last evening, caught us a bit on the hop as the Paddy Foley's came through to win that, beating your lot in the, in the final, the Chiba Sharks. Uh, where do you see that going this year? It's going to be 16 teams and four groups of four. Looking like largely the same, but we're going to have the same bunch of teams, but we're going to be having, I think, Adelaide and Wombats hopefully joining in. I know KO ruled themselves out again, but like, 15 of the 16 JCL clubs involved. So just one invitation going out this year. So same format, which worked pretty well last year with a, a quarterfinals day followed by a finals day in early to mid-September. It's a tough one to predict though, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> if, if you'd predicted kind of Paddy Foley's who beat the Chiba Sharks in the final after and Rising Stars. Rising Stars to get there, yeah. I think the Quats might have made the city. I think they well. did, yeah. Yeah, very hard to predict. So, yeah, you want a prediction? I do. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One something. Yeah, Falcon, you reckon? Falcons, the Tigers in the final. So it's funny. I think <laughs> I think it's time for another club to win something. I've gone with Wyverns, who just never win anything. Right. Uh, and, and they're always there or thereabouts. And they're a decent T20 side. Sure. And uh, I reckon that they're going to put together some form at the right time and just nick the JCL T20. So the second year for that competition, lots of it on the live stream, commentary and the, the rest will be on. So do make sure you catch up with that. There'll be plenty of promotion for that competition once it gets going. And alongside the JCL T20, we're starting up a new competition this year, the JCL T10. Eight teams all going head to head. And who's your prediction there, Dougal? An even harder one to predict. Yeah, don't so, ask me this. Well, you've got a one in eight chance <laughs> of getting it right. It's slightly easier than the T20. Uh, the men in blue and the, the Rangers could suit those. Mm. Oh, yeah. With men in blue beat Rangers in the final. Yeah, I've gone with, gone with Rangers to, to take that one. It's interesting to note that uh, a couple of clubs may well be impacted by international call-ups around finals day for that right which might just uh might just hurt a couple of the clubs that we've mentioned the tigers and sano cricket club now if picking winners of those competitions was difficult the japan cup is looking like it's going to have another 60 or teams there again this year yeah yeah probably more like 67 67 <laughs> it's very specific um Two divisions across most of the regions. I'm sure there'll be another playoff day, which usually um, brings the drama. How do you see that competition unfolding? I'm not going to go through each region. That would be a bit long, but uh, 
Are you going to have a have a hunt on an eventual champion? Yeah, well, we uh, probably identified uh, this time last year a couple of teams very very strong, and they ended up making the final, which were Tigers and and So I'd say those two teams again very 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 strong. Mm. Um, he said that but lots and lots of teams pan cup so very hard to predict i like the wyverns again this year from west country as well so they uh the prize packet they can make it through to the japan cup finals mm. yeah one of the things with the japan cup is the games are spaced out a bit more evenly less likely to get uh heavily impacted by a couple of days of bad weather i know the jcl t20 was basically the first two rounds some teams only played one game, I think, and got through courtesy of uh, one win and two washouts. So the Japan Cup being a bit more spread is less likely for that to happen. Um, so fingers crossed the weather stays on our side and doesn't disrupt things. And uh, yeah, you've gone for Wyverns. I've, I've gone for Scuba to avenge last year's defeat and come back on top. Although I am wary of the Tuskers as well. So yep. those, those East Kanto teams, which you know very well, tend to be... Um, there or thereabouts every year, especially when Super Noratna starts smashing 20 ball 80s like he did last year. Yeah, they'll be very strong again, the Tuskers. Wants to watch. All right. So that's the domestic season covered in high speed. Of course, there's more to it this year, Dukes. The, uh, the Japan Cruiser season now, the, uh, the pandemic is pretty much behind us. International travel is, is back on the cards and a busy year. For the Japan men's team, um, last we spoke, you were reveling in victory in the sub-regional qualifier, and you're going to be off to Papua New Guinea to take part in the World Cup qualifying regional final. That's take, right. You'll be taking on the host, Papua New Guinea. You'll be taking on Vanuatu, and you'll be taking on Nemesis from 2018, the Philippines. Yep. So how are, you, uh, how are you feeling about that tournament? How are you feeling about the squad? You know, things are uh, things shaping up all right? Yeah, definitely. Um, the squad's strong. Uh, we, we had those seven matches in October last year. Um, played pretty well in five of them and played poorly in two of them, which was almost to be expected, just kind of throwing that squad together for the first time. Uh, the This tournament comes during the middle of our cricket season, so it gives it a, a chance for most of our players to, to get some form behind them playing club cricket. Uh, we'll be taking a very strong squad again to Papua New Guinea. Having said that, uh, big challenge ahead. So that PNG team, they are, they are professional cricketers. They've been traveling the world, um, playing mostly 50 over cricket um, for the best part of a couple of years. So they're seasoned cricketers and they'll be very hard to beat. But uh, we're going to embrace that uh, challenge and um, give it our best shot. Yeah, they're a good size and that lot, but they've played a lot of cricket together as well, which is one of the things that, the Japan team still getting the hang of, really. We'll be seeing most of those Japan boys over here for the Futures League and the Japan Premier League, which is the last major competition that we haven't talked about yet. Um, your team obviously got up in that last year, the East Kanto yeah, Sunrisers. Yeah. Um, just, you know, rather than going into predictions for the JPL, let's talk a little bit about the impact that having these boys come over um, guys like Kendall, Kadawaki Fleming, Skipper will be playing JPL this year. 
already mentioned Ryan Drake will be over. There's Dr. Yamamoto Lake, Dr. Suzuki, you know, there's a few guys knocking around who, who just help lift the standard. What do you, what kind of impact do you think those guys have to, to the players that they, uh, they play alongside in those, in that competition particularly? I think it's a huge impact. Um, the JPL is a representative, um, tournament, just, uh, just the five teams covering the whole pan squads of 14. Uh, but those boys based overseas coming over, they, they really add something different to those squats. Um, they're young guys, they're fit, they're athletic, they're extremely talented. Um, they played a lot of uh, club cricket in the, in the country they're based in. So yeah, I think they add a lot to that tournament. Yeah. And, uh, likewise, they, they all play along with Kento Alter, the Bells, the other one who play in the Futures League as well, the under 23 event, um, where they can bring a bit of leadership too. So they get to see them pass on some of that knowledge and experience to the younger generation players. Exactly right. No, that's a, it's a good tournament, that Futures League. It, um, we've got some of the older boys, 21, 22 year old, and yeah, they, they are, um, uh, teaching some of our under 19 squad members who uh, also have an exciting year with the World Cup qualifiers in uh, June. And they do. Busy, busy year ahead for all the squads. Um, whilst we're on the JPL and the national squads, I think it's a good opportunity to talk a little bit about the selection process. I know a lot of people are always asking about how they can get in the Japan team. You and I are both on the selection committee this year. What is it that you're looking for for players and when are you looking for it, more importantly, just to make sure people know? Yeah, so we discussed before there are, what, 67 or thereabouts Japan Cup teams. So um, that that's the starting point is, is playing uh, in the Japan Cup, which uh, is basically open to anyone. It helps also if you're playing 40 open cricket, but yeah, stick to 20 open cricket for now. Um, if you're excelling at club level, you, you'll then be selected in the JPL tournament where there's only five teams. So that's a, that's a very high level of domestic, it's certainly for Japan. And, uh, we have a very, very good look at that, uh, JPL tournament, uh, in May. So basically that Japan squad is, uh, is selected from, uh, guys uh, that are performing really well at that, um, domestic representative level. So we have players. Our Japanese passport holders coming from overseas, for example, we've got players based here. We cast the net, um, quite wide, but yeah, um, that JPL tournament's a, a great one for if you either coming to the Sano International Cricket Ground to watch or watching on the live stream, it's, uh, it's really good cricket. Of course, it's not just showing your skills with the bat baller in the field. Got to be fit and athletic, as you mentioned already. Uh, what benchmarks are you looking for from your players when you, uh, <laughs> are, are naming squads, anything that they, any, any, anyone out there need to think about how they could practice what, what they need to do to pass any particular fitness targets. Oh, we do. Um, we do fitness tests at our trials if they're not rained off. <laughs> so those people listening who have attended one of our, um, open uh, trial sessions have probably, uh, done like a yo-yo test, mm. which, um, a lot of the international teams do as well. Uh, basically you just keep running the, the beeps. You have to make it to the next line before the beep hits and you just keep running until you, uh, collapse, pass out, 
We haven't had anyone die yet, so it's sad to know. <laughs> yet. No. Um, I'll tell you what, I saw you, you put the boys through their places last weekend, and uh, the aforementioned Wataru Miochi was making some pretty worrying sounds when I saw him stumbling out of yeah, the... Yeah, uh, someone had to resuscitate him, actually. Yeah, he was <laughs> drunk. But he, he did hit level 20, so... Um, level 20. He must have been doing something right. Level 20 is really good. So I think our um, minimum standards for national score about 16 points. Or six point five, yeah, around that mark. So, so yeah, some of our boys are very, very fit. So yeah, if you're playing club cricket and you fancy yourself for the next level, it's not just about whacking six, a couple of balls over the rope. Yeah, you need to be fit, uh, running. Absolutely right. Um, so with the season on the doorstep, Dukes, what are you most looking forward to? Oh, as I said, it's been a long winter, just getting out there, watching some cricket, playing some cricket. But um, in terms of the, looking ahead to the, the next month, probably in the front of everyone's mind is the, the Futures League and the and the JPL. So definitely looking forward to those two as a, uh, I'll be a spectator or a, or even a coach for the JPL. So just looking forward to see, seeing some really high level cricket in Japan. Why don't we get you back in the commentary box from time to time for little guest appearances? We'd love to. <laughs> we'll see if they'll let me in as well alright dude thanks for joining us I think we'll wrap that one up I'm not entirely sure how the podcast is going to shape up this year probably slightly less episodes but slightly more powerful ones as we look to assess each of these major events that we're talking about keeping an eye on the men's game keeping an eye on the women's game keeping an eye on the junior games as well the under 15 under 19 leagues we've got a women's Japan Premier League launching this year so there's a lot going on and a lot to be following if you're a fan of Japan cricket, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's where you can see it all. And to follow us on socials at Japan Cricket on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks, Dougal. Thanks, Alan. Good luck in round one, mate. I'll be looking forward to uh, watching you score another ton on the live stream. I'm due for a duck, I think, round one. Bring so, that average down. Yeah. Well, on that note, quack, quack. See you next time. <laughs>